Good evening. Today is September 13th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is We Agnostics, and our speaker tonight is Francesca P. Thank you, Francesca. Hi, everyone. Francesca, um, compulsive overeater and bulimic from New Jersey. Um, I just want to start by saying I've been pro in program for almost two years now, um, and I am 24 years old. Uh, so I guess I can begin with today's reading in We Agnostics. It's starting on page 46, um, going into a little bit of 47. Much to our relief, we discovered we did not need to consider another's conception of God. Our own conception, however inadequate, was sufficient to make the approach and to effect a contact with him. As soon as we admitted the possible existence of a creative intelligence, a spirit of the universe underlying the totality of things, we began to be possessed of a new sense of power and direction, provided we took other simple steps. We found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. To us, the realm of spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. When, therefore, we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. This applies, too, to other spiritual expressions, which you find in this book. Do not let any prejudice you might have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. At the start, this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth, to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. Afterward, we found ourselves accepting many things which then seemed entirely out of reach. That was growth, but if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere. So we used our own conception, however limited it was. We needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe, or am I even willing to believe, that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe, or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. Um, so when I read through these paragraphs um, and think about step two, I really am reminded of, you know, all the times that I can see proof of a higher power working in my life um, and how I was loved. And it helps me, especially when speaking um, to all of you today, because, you know, my disease likes to tell me that I'm not enough. I don't know enough. Um, and, you know, who am I to speak on this topic? Um, and that my higher power can't possibly flow through me today. Um, and, you know, that fear of inadequacy, even if it is true, um, has no power against my higher power. And I used to binge on food before I came into this program. And I heard someone use the acronym binge once, meaning because I'm not good enough. And that's why I did binge on food. Um, 
And the truth is living with this disease, I never will be good enough because I expect myself to be God, um, you know, completely and totally adequate, um, all knowing about every topic. And, you know, especially when it comes to a higher power, like knowing how to pray and meditate at all times. It's like, oh, I should know how to do this and how to gain this conscious contact with my higher power at all times of the day. Um, but thank God that this book lets us know right here on page 46 that we can have an inadequate conception of a higher power. Um, and that's a huge relief, at least for me. So um, I know when I entered this program, so pre-program, I was definitely exhausted. Um, I was tired of trying to figure out the solution to every problem, especially my eating problem. And I really didn't have much of a fight in me um, because I felt like I was constantly on this like carousel trying to find a solution and then like falling off and then trying to get back on, but I'm still just going in a circle. Um, so, you know, this, this book right here tells me I can fall short of what my higher power, like what I believe my higher power to be. And that's helpful for me. Um, and it's helped me in this program tremendously because, you know, this says right here, the realm of the spirit is broad, roomy, and all-inclusive. So the possibilities as to what a higher power could be is really endless. Um, so even if my worst fears come true, right, that I'm not good enough to know what a higher power is, all I have to do, or this book tells me, and my experience from working this program is that I am not God, and I don't make the world turn around. You know, like Francesca is not the end-all be-all, so there is possibly something greater than me. Um, when I first entered this program, so now that's pre-program, when I first entered program, my sponsor mentioned um, very briefly a higher power to me in my first conversation. So this is week one in program. First, pro first conversation with my sponsor, she mentions a higher power. And I was very quick to word out like, oh no, I won't have any problem with this. Like I've been religious my whole life. Like I got the God thing. Like it, it, it's good. Like I got it. Um, and she smiled and she was like, okay, that's good. But this program may be a little different. And she just left it at that. You know, she didn't have to explain anything to me, what her understanding of a higher power was. It, it was completely separate from what I was going to come to understand through working the steps in this program. Um, and as much as I thought I understood God prior to program, deep down, the truth was, is when things went wrong for me, like when food had me up against the wall, I had no hope that God could help me in this. Um, I thought that I had to do it all on my own. And, you know, like it was the Francesca show, like you better figure this out, like get on this diet. Like, why can't you just stop doing this thing that you're doing with food or whatever else it is? Um, but as I worked the steps, so I began to work the steps and as I worked the steps, um, my idea of a higher power became less specific than the idea I had before. And I used the big book and literature, um, but specifically the experiences I was having with food in the program to alter my understanding of a higher power. So what I mean by this was that what seemed to be really kind of out of nowhere, this strength and power to trust a stranger about what to do with my food instead of the voice in my head that came from, the, I, for me, 
that's existence of a higher power to me. I was experiencing a higher power working in my life just based off of the idea that I didn't have to listen to that voice in my head anymore. You know, the voice that told me um, if I had certain amount of grains at a meal that I was going to be fat or I should skip breakfast this morning because I binged a lot the night before or I should probably go on a run for an hour because I just binged and maybe I won't gain that much weight. Um, or, you know, the, I can have just one of this thing this time. And to be able to trust this stranger, like I said, my sponsor who told me to make a food plan and to stick to it, um, and to work the steps, even though I had no idea what was next for me, um, was my proof of a higher power. So program helped me to see the workings of a higher power in a new way in my life. And like, I, I like to explain it to people, um, kind of like my entire life. It was like, I had like 2030 vision. Right. And prior to program, it was like everyone that was trying to tell me about God, a higher power was like, here, use these glasses. They will help you to see God. But the prescription was for like 2050. And my vision was 2030. So I would put the glasses on and I'm like, mm, I guess I kind of see God, but I don't see how God can work in my life. And when I came to program, it was finally like I was given that 2030 prescription. And I was like, oh, that's that's God. Um, and the cool thing about program, too, for me was that I didn't have to completely let go of my values um, and my beliefs about God that. I didn't have to change that. Um, like no one was telling me like, oh, Francesca, like your old God is wrong. Like no one told me anything about God. All I knew is that I now had a new understanding of how God could work in my life. And it helped me to see my old God better. Um, and to see that I was blocking myself from seeing God. So that was pretty cool when I came into program. Um, today, I would say each day, I wake up and I have a journey to be restored to sanity. Um, and my destination of that journey is to make conscious contact with God. Um, I didn't say, you know, like restore myself to sanity, like God does that, but I do have to take actions each day to stay in touch with this idea that I am not God because I wake up thinking I'm God every day um, and that I need to figure everything out on my own. So when I choose to come to believe today, um, what I'm saying is that I take the actions to think about my higher power, to turn my thoughts to a higher power, um, and the need for a higher power in my life. And um, I'm thinking about last week and discussing, you know, the insanity of the alcoholic mind, right? And we're told we have thoughts that we perceive as truth, um, but they are indeed false. And sanity for me is knowing that I have a higher power to correct my thinking, to see the truth in any situation. Um, so that's been extremely helpful for me too. Um, on the bottom of page 46, I believe it's the bottom. Yes, it says, um, to us, this realm of the spirit is never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. So when I was reading this, um, prior to speaking tonight, I wanted to look up these words earnestly and seeking. Um, 
and earnestly has a synonym for intensely and seek has a synonym of quest. So when I think of a quest for some reason, I think of a scavenger hunt, right? And when I'm on a scavenger hunt, like that requires action, right? And movement and like continuous movement. And I might find something or do something and I can cross one thing off the list, but that doesn't mean I cross everything off at once. And each day, like I, when I wake up, I'm not able to snap my fingers and be like, oh, here I am conscious contact with the higher power. I got it. Like we're, we're together. We're going to go do this day. Um, but it, the word intensely makes me think of like dedication and persistence. So making conscious contact with my higher power for the day is my life's mission that day. Um, it's my mission because my, my thinking is insane and my sanity is on the line that day. And if my sanity is on the line, that means my food is on the line. Um, and my abstinence. And I, I, I don't have the luxury of not doing that every day. Um, so at the start, it says at the start, um, on page 47, it says at the start, this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. So we start to grow spiritually as we honestly ask ourselves what these terms mean to us every day. Um, we grow spiritually every time we turn our thoughts to step two, you know, that there is a possible power greater than us. That's it. Just that it's possible. Um, and with this, the sanity that comes from my higher power restores me to sanity, right? Each day to lead a life free from the food and free of my thinking problem for today. Um, so after this step, we're given actions, right? To get to the root of our discomfort and our emotions, step three, four, you know, through to 12. And I need that every day because, you know, my natural state, as the doctor's opinion talks about, is to be irritable and discontented. That is my natural state. I wake up in that state every single day. And I need to commence spiritual growth, start spiritual growth, right, by taking step two in the beginning of every day and reminding myself that I must earnestly seek this power if I don't want to be in that place in my mind without serenity. Um it's kind of like exercise to me. Like my natural state is to not want to do it. My body wants to preserve like all of this energy that it's like physically, it wants to preserve energy. Right. And seeking God to me is no different. Um, honestly, asking myself each day who God is to me is not my natural state. Like I think, like I said, I think I'm God. So when I wake up, it takes mental energy and my disease wants me to believe that I can do this. I can do the day. I can figure it all out. Um, you know, and that is the insanity in my thinking. That is the thinking that led me to the food and to thinking that I can have just one of the thing that I could never just have one of. Um, but if I wish to grow, as page 47 tells us, we had to begin somewhere, it says. And each you have five minutes left. Thank you. Um, so each new day is a day, right, to begin somewhere. I ask myself, or I try to, you know, do I want to grow today? Do I want to get out of my natural state? And do I want to be abstinent today? And if I answer any of the, any of these, yes, like I have to begin somewhere. And for me, like that is step one and two, um, in reminding myself, like I am powerless over food, over my thinking. Um, and I need a power greater than me to help me to see the truth. Um, 
And as this chapter also a little bit down says, like, as soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. And the word emphatically means like without a doubt. So these men, right, that no longer have the thinking problem around food and life, like I once did or I still do really today around my thinking, to be honest, um, they say for sure, 0% doubt that this individual is on this path to spiritual growth. They know it. And they have no doubt, not because like they are all knowing and they are now God, but because they've lived through it. Just how I was explaining my experience before with a higher power and experiencing how a higher power could work through my life with the food. Um, they have no doubt because this is their experience. And it says this has been repeatedly proven. So this isn't about like one guy that this happened to once. You know, this, this has happened repeatedly. And I, and I can believe that it can happen for me as well. Um, so we want to have a spiritual experience. This is what this is saying. Um, or at least to me, this is what this says. Like we can live in the world because our spiritual lives are in check. And our spiritual life is coming to believe that there is a power greater than us that can show us the truth every day. Um, and just to end really quick, at the end of this, this little paragraph, there's an asterisk that goes to appendix two about a spiritual experience. Um, and thank God for this, this part of the book as well, because it reminds us that we do not have this conscious contact with God and don't need to have it 24 hours a day overnight. Like this isn't supposed to be like something we just get and understand. Um, it's supposed, it could be something that's understood over time and our mistakes and our struggles really for me, just direct me back to the, to the simple fact that I am not God. Um, if I tried to motivate myself to pray every morning on my own, I would fail. And my mind does not want to remember step two every morning. It doesn't. Um, but because of this program, I'm able to come to meetings like this and talk with fellows or, you know, like get that call from a fellow that I really need and read literature. Um, and these are the things that remind me of my higher power that direct me back to step two and show me how loving my higher power is towards me, that I have all of these tools to guide me back um, to, the th to the fact that my thinking is insane. And I can believe things to be absolute truth that are not. Um, but I also have a power that's greater than me that can help me to see the truth. Um, so that's all I have for today. Um, thank you for letting me share and I look forward to hearing the rest of your shares. Wow, uh, thank you so much, Francesca. <clears throat> we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares as this is a big book study sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or number or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. And with the timekeeper, Aaron, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up. Okay, okay first we have Nancy P.
Hi, thank you, Erin, um, and thank you, Francesca. That was so great. <clears throat> this, these are my two favorite pages in the entire book. And um, these two pages are the reason that I like this meeting so much because it's choose your own conception because I spent almost five decades like feeling out of sync and out of place. You know, I fake it till you make it, you know, act as if, borrow my higher power. I mean, none of that worked for me. And so when I was desperate enough, I had to like get over this hump of, you know, being very agnostic and still wanting to be spiritual. And, um, you know, you talked about, um, it's all a blur, I had it like right in my head, but you talked about sort of, you know, it didn't all happen all at once. And um, there's a word here that um, explains that to me. It says afterward, you know, we could conscious relation with God as we understood him. Okay, that whole sentence to me is like out the door, but the word afterward is really, really important to me because to me that means after step 11. Because when I was going through this book, I was like, holy moly, I still, I'm not getting it. Oh my God, what am I gonna do? And then I found out that afterward means after, after we do the skill set from four through nine, we continue to watch, we can, you know, to grow as our next, you know, our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness in step 10. Then afterward, you know, then we get all, then we have this. And, um, you know, I was for sure convinced I was just never going to get this. But when I was asked, when, well, when I was told the two questions that I need to ask is what do you want God to be and what do you want God to do for you? That was something I could work with. And so now I'm out of the closet. I'm out and proud. I'm agnostic, happily, joyfully agnostic, and also happily, joyfully, spiritually awakened, surrendered. And that I'll pass. Thank you again for your time and your share. Thank you, Nancy P. Our next speaker is Sherry M. Hi, I'm Sherry and I'm recovered gratefully in um, California tonight. Francesca, that, there was so much, I wrote so much, thank you. I'm gonna listen to it again and again and again. It was just amazing, your share. And I've never heard that binge and the acronyms and you know we're getting to the root of this discomfort. Um, I really related so much to that awakening of what this process does to us. And I would really love for you to help answer questions of how, you know, you, you shared, it was amazing. I got it. I heard you, but what about the people that maybe you work with that might not get the transformation? I would love to know your, your sponsoring process. Let's say you take someone all the way through the steps and they still are, they're still running the show. You know, how, what can you help? Uh, you know, how can you help? I don't even know if I'm answering or asking the right question, but do you know what I mean? When someone calls you and they're struggling and you, how do you give that? I have such a hard time giving the message. I relate to what you're sharing, but how do we, how do we give that away to people? What could you answer any, if this makes any sense at all to you whatsoever, could you please help give me some feedback? Thanks. Of course. Thanks, Sherry. Um, so as a sponsor, um, or if anyone asks me about this, um, typically what I will do is I will direct them to the book um, because I am not God, right? And I need to remind myself that, that I am, that's not my job to be God and to, to prove a God to them. Um, so that would be the first thing. Um, the other thing is, like I said, in step two, it's come to believe. So 
even the process of turning my thoughts and just the possible, like, is it possible? Um, and then the other thing that I would say is asking them um, specifically about times when their thinking was insane, right? Especially around the food, I think as compulsive overeaters, we all can have experiences where our thinking tricked us into believing something that, like I said, like you can have just one of this thing. Um, so saying that, okay, if you believed a lie at that time, right? Something I can ask them is if you believe this lie that you were, you were going to have just one, is it possible that you're also believing a lie that you are the greatest power there is? Is it possible that there could be something else? If our thing, if you truly can see that your thinking has been at one point, even once in your life, insane, is it possible that with this, it could be? Um, and the other thing I do is I pray for them as well. And that's, that's about it. Cause like I said, I'm not God. So and it's not my job to be God in their life. I hope that helps. Our next sharer will be Amy B and then Ann L. Thank you, Amy B. Um, thank you again, Stephanie and um, Sherry team Monday. Really appreciate it. Thanks everybody doing service at this meeting. Francesca, thank you so much for your service, for your share. Um, I just want to hear more from you. Can you please share a little bit about how you affect your conscious contact with God? Um, just a little bit about maybe like how you use your prayer meditation practice, either like in the morning or throughout the day, just how you connect, like the actions that you take to, to, to connect. Thank you so much again for your service. Of course. Thanks, Amy. Um, like I said, I wake up every day, um, and I try to, the first thing I do is I open my big book. Um, that's something that's kind of new that I've started. Um, but like I said, I've, I've really, and especially preparing for this, um, talk tonight, I definitely have changed the way that my morning routine kind of goes. Um, but I open my big book and um, I take some time, I would say, to just be in my thoughts. Um, something I've also tried doing that has helped me is rereading step 11 in the OA 12 and 12, um, because that reminds me of how I can pray if I don't always know how, um, just some simple ways and also how I can meditate, right? Because my thoughts when I wake up can be all over the place. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but there's also tools of the program, right? Like writing, like if I need to journal that day, I journal. Like that's, it's it's however I wake up. Um, and as I spoke about in the, the back of the book in appendix two about a spiritual experience, it's not likely that we will have this conscious contact all day. Um, and that's where I'm at. Like, that's where I'm at today is that it's not an all day thing. Um, and it doesn't have to be for me right now because that's, that's where I'm at today. Um, but I do, I do connect with program. Like I come to meetings. Um, I talk to people in the program. I do service like this, um, which reminds me of my higher power. Like that is what I need throughout my day. Um, 
So I hope that's a little bit helpful, but that's kind of what my daily looks like, my daily routine. Thank you again, Francesca. Ann L and then Amalia T. Thank you, um, Stephanie and Francesca. Um, you know, my name's Ann, I am a compulsive reader and um, I am tired of playing God. I have tried everything. Um, I, you know, there, there's nothing left for me to try. And, um, you know, my sponsor asked me, was I willing to go to any length? And um, I have to admit when she asked me that, I didn't really know how to respond. And I, I, she said, well, go back to the big book. And, um, and I read through um, Bill's story again, and I got to, um, oh, I, let me just really quick flip back. Um, I got to page 12 and 13, and, um, you know, I didn't have anything else to try. Um, so I was willing to, um, to admit that there were um, alcoholic foods that I had used and that they weren't working for me anymore. And that there had to be, you know, I, it's, it's like Francesca said, I don't want to be God. I'm not God. And there has to be something outside of me that, that can help me be willing to humble myself, to ask for help, and to find a source of power that's not me. And once I got to that point where I realized that I didn't want to try to do all those things anymore, that I needed to find something outside of me that was bigger than me, that was more powerful than me, that was, that was, I, I don't know how to explain it any other way. But once I, I got that thought in my head and she planted the seed and once she planted the seed and I, I, I didn't have a choice. Um, so for me, that was where I came to this point. And, and I'm grateful for my sponsor and grateful to be at this meeting tonight. Thank you, Francesca and Stephanie. Thank you. Okay, Amalia T. Um, hi, Francesca. Thank you so much. Or hi, everyone. But thank you, Francesca, um, for sharing. Oh, my goodness. Um, also, Amalia Compulsive Reader. Sorry, really out of order today. Um, really happy to be here, but um, Francesca, I really, really, really enjoyed listening to your share today. Um, I don't feel like a lot of other people in this meeting know you from like when you started program, but I do. And I hope that doesn't like reveal anonymity or something, but um, it's just been so amazing to like see your growth in the past like two-ish years in program um and as you said like I don't know I wrote this down like the idea that you've had of a higher power pre-program 
was a lot more specific to what it is now. And that really stuck out to me because I think that like is a perfect example of like, not only how like your conception of God can be different for no matter who you're like, who you are in program, but also that like, you know, if someone's having a harder time, like connecting with a higher power, feeling fully willing to give it all over, like that is an example of like a way to kind of maybe help people feel more connected that I've never really thought of. Um, Cause I think when you think of God, like at least me pre-program and even sometimes now still, like I think of a very specific thing, a lot of times it's tied to religion and yeah, I just, I don't know. I really like that you shared that. And also I really, I wrote other notes. I never really take notes, but I had a pad of paper next to me. So I'm happy that you said I had that and I was able to write this stuff down because it was really great. Um, I really like the stuff you shared on like the binge acronym. I'd also never heard about that. Um, and I like the, you know, like I totally can relate to the, you know, I'll never be good enough thought, um, just in general, but I like that you related it to program and saying like, you know, kind of talking about like perfectionism and stuff like that. Um, thinking about like, and also just like your conception of a higher power, um, like thinking you have to have the perfect idea of a higher power and yeah. Um, and that, that, that's like not, that's not possible. And that's not what we should expect of ourselves because that's not what God wants us to do essentially. Um, so anyway, um, thank you so much for doing service and for sharing. And thank you, Stephanie, as well, and for everyone else who shares. Um, glad to be here. Okay, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. With the Zoom host, please stop the recording. <laughs>